more the fame versus fortune The same comparisons I'm getting is LeBron versus Jordan Play every role, guess I'm like the real life Norbert But they don't hear me though What's going on, guys? You already know what it is. Welcome to Infinite Reps Podcast. My name is Trevor Stone. Get ready to shift your paradigm and start playing the black side of the chessboard in life. Let's jump right into it, man. It's been a minute since we've been on here. Um, yeah, it's been a minute. So I just want to I just want to give a brief uh, since we had a brief hiatus. I want to go ahead and uh Tell you why I'm revamping the podcast, why I'm actually dropping um, this podcast today and where I kind of want to take it in the future. The purpose of this show is to codify black men. OK, this show is about black empowerment. I want to push out black empowerment content. I want to shift paradigms. Um, this show is for foundational black American men to improve our situation so that we can make the world a better place. OK. If we improve our situation, the world becomes a better place. We can contribute to society. We can be um, uh, better members of society and make this country, America, which um, which I'm 100 percent all about freedom. I'm 100 percent about the Constitution. I, I, be, I believe it's a beautiful document if it's upheld. Um, and uh, it's super, super important that we protect this country and the values that it stands on because foundational black Americans are the lifeblood of this country. Literally, we built this country. Okay. Um, so in order to improve our situation, right, we have to understand empowerment. We have to understand that empowerment is the ability to get stuff done despite the opposition and resistance that we face. Everyone in the world faces opposition. doesn't matter what your skin color is. Everyone has different levels of opposition a huge part of the opposition that we face is white supremacy and racism. That's just a fact, right? If you can't deal with that fact, I don't know what to tell you. Um, if you're black and you can't deal with that fact, um, you need to wake up. If you are, um, if you are a white or some other race and you don't like the fact that we talk about it, unfollow me. Um, today I want to talk about, um, a subject that, uh, is very, very crucial right now, specifically to where we are in society right now, I want to talk about this idea of, um, of schooling, of education, our babies, our children. Okay. Um, my son, he's, he's going on 17 months and I got another baby on the way. I just found out it's a boy. So I'm super excited, but I'm thinking about, damn, like what was my experience in public school? And I look at my nephews who, um, range between the ages of, uh, 15 and, um, 10 and I got nieces that are even younger than that. Actually. Uh, no, I got, I got nephews that are like, uh, two years old up to 15 years old. Um, so it's, it's crazy. It's crazy to look at, um, look at what's going on in society, how they're attacking our babies. Um, and when I say our, I'm talking about America, I'm talking about, um, white, black, Chinese, it doesn't matter. Right. We, we are under, um, we are in a situation where it's crazy, crazy times. The government is literally infringing upon our, our freedoms and our rights. And the fact is, is that black people in this country, foundational black Americans specifically have been treated as second class citizens 
since the founding of this country. And this is affecting us in a specific way. And it's my obligation and responsibility that I feel to, to help us get codified and steer us in the right direction. So I was watching uh, this show called, this is what brought it up. I was watching a show called Raising Canaan, Power Book Three. If you guys ever seen the Power series, it's absolutely wonderful. Um, executive produced by 50 Cent. I'm watching this show, uh, Raising Canaan. So um, I'm watching this show and the, the, the pilot episode is just showing um, essentially Canaan's right rite of passage. He, he catches his first body, right? He, he, kills, he kills another black person, um, which is obviously a rite of passage in the black community, which is terrible. But um, for the sake of the show, right? Very, very well-written show. Um, but he had a choice, right? So his mom is like the head of the, of the, the drug uh, kingpin. She's like the lady kingpin. And she wants him to go to school. She wants him because he's a very bright, smart child. Um, and he, he's, he's basically of that age. Like he's, he just turns 15 years old. And he's of that age where, um, he, he's considered a man in the drug game. Um, and, uh, he wants, he wants to get down. He wants to get down with the culture. He wants to get down with, um, with, with a lifestyle. He, he's in Queens, New York eighties. And he wants to, he wants to uphold the family legacy and, and be a drug kingpin. His mom wants him to go to school. And what we see is that obviously he chooses he chooses the 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 captivating the fun thing for us to be entertained by. He goes he goes the, the drug route, obviously. But he he does have a choice. And the dichotomy that he faces is that, hey, do I do I go down this path that could lead to death, destruction, being in jail, um, just just horrific, horrific things, or do I take a path that has been pitched to us, but we know it's not a reality. And that's the path of going through white institutions to live a better life, right? Go to school, get a job, um, go to school, get good grades, get a good job, um, live the American dream. We know that this is a fallacy. We know this is a fallacy. We have to stop listening to old black folks that are pushing this fallacy onto our children. Do not let them push this fallacy onto you um, or onto your children. Um, if you are uh, a black male between the ages of, I would say like 15 and 30, understand that it's going to be on you to not only look out for like your nieces, your nephews, um, your, your, your children, your little cousins, all that stuff to steer them and let them know that, uh, that going to a bunch of college debt does not make sense. Um, we know that the system is flawed. A bachelor's degree does not mean shit in the society. It's a complete waste of money. Um, and, and, and understand what actually matters. Okay. And what matters economics, you have to put economics before, um, before education. Okay. The, 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 the problem that we have in black society is we, we tend to put education before economics, before business development. And we think a, a piece of paper is going to, um, free you when you got to take that piece of paper and you still got to work for your oppressor. You still got to go work for white people, right? And they determine your paycheck and your income, right? They determine whether you have a livelihood or not. Um, and this is the thing. This is the thing. Right now in society, it's, it's already been ass backwards, right? Even before it's been ass backwards. You, you, you take your children, you send them to your, your, your open enemy, which is for, for uh, 
for lack of a better term, is your open enemy, right? I'm talking about black people here. I'm talking about foundational black American people. We're talking about history right now. Um, who's been your open enemy in society? I'm not saying that all white people are bad, but if uh, if I'm if I'm going to protect myself, it's safe to make that assumption so that I don't get caught off guard, right? Put my guard up against all you guys until you prove otherwise that you're <laughs> that you're an ally. And then again, we still can't we still can't trust because we've seen over and over and over again in history, um, y'all killed Martin Luther King, y'all killed Malcolm, y'all killed like. Um, you know, or you had your hand in it, you know what I'm saying? So, um, forgive me for my lack of trust, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But with that being said, um, we have to get out of this ideology that the path to success for our children is through white institutions, because historically we know that's not the truth. And logically you have to understand that if white people have their own children, that they're trying to um, create the best product, right? If, you're, if you have a factory and you're trying to create the best product to put out into society, um, why would you make the, the next factory who's your competitor, why would you give them equal resources to compete against your product if the, if the product is the children? You obviously want your children to dominate in society, so it makes sense that you're gonna give them all the resources, all the tools, all the um, all the love, tender care that they need, and and naturally you're going to neglect the other children. Okay, that's just survival of the fittest, right? That's that's adaptation. That's that makes sense. But we are in a stage in society where even white children, uh, Chinese, it doesn't matter what uh, what uh, race of children it is, the education system is failing children in America. Um, we are now in a point where, uh, where identity politics, um, I know I'm playing a little bit of identity politics here, but again, I'm speaking directly to my people. Um, identity politics, uh, like, uh, this, this whole gender thing, right? Where you like, uh, I'm a boy and then I'm a girl tomorrow. Um, I can wear a dress to school. I go to different bathrooms. Like, um, like all these different classifications. Um, you can have a seven-year-old child and now they can be a trans and they can be gay and they can be all these different things, but they're not getting the tools that they need to succeed in society, okay? And we've known this for a long time. So understanding that the path to success is not through these white institutions. Even more so than that, we're in a, we're in a, in, in a point in society where they're, literally infringing upon your right to decide what's best for your children. They're forcing them to get that thing. You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking Swahili because they might take this podcast down if you say certain words. They force them to get that thing. Um, they force them to mask up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy out here right now. Um, they're teaching, like, they're teaching about anal sex in some of these schools. They're not teaching no history. They're not teaching no black empowerment. They're not teaching none of that, none of that stuff that you need, right? Um, if I'm talking about black children, they're not teaching white children the stuff that they need. So as a black person, how can you still be on this narrative, okay? And a lot of it is these old, these old niggas. How can you still be on this narrative that, hey, just go to school, get a good job, put your head down, get good grades, get that degree, go into a bunch of debt and then go work at the post office and have a happy life. 
That shit don't work. That shit does not work. You're not building any real skills. Um, the, 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 the education system is literally designed to, uh, shit, not even make you a worker bee anymore. They're replacing you with robots these days. This shit, motherfuckers are coming out of, out of these schools and can't even read grown as hell. Can't even read. And listen, okay. So this idea, this idea that going to, um, Going the path to success is through a, uh, through a white institution. Now, I'll take my own story for example. I myself went to a very rich, um, white liberal uh, private school for high school. Let me give you guys a background. This is a white liberal, very very liberal, like very very um, leftist, like very quote unquote accepting. Right, this is a Quaker school. Um, very, very liberal school. Um, it, it cost about when I was there, it cost about like $43,000 a year in tuition to go there. I was on full financial aid. So this is a very, very like high end college prep. Um, like you go to the school and it's like an actual campus. It's like, it's like a whole big ass college campus It's bigger than a lot of college campuses. Like, but it's a high school. When I got there, Literally first semester, I had an awful experience. I experienced racism like in your face. I had this one white kid. We won't say names. I had this one white kid. This motherfucker was, uh, he used to just tell me to my face, like, you're dirt. You're nothing. You're, 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 you're garbage. Like racist as fuck. Racist as fuck. Absolutely like crazy racist. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, it's like, you know, like where I'm from, it's like, yo, say that to my face and we can scrap. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I, I never, I never, I didn't fight that kid. I didn't fight that kid. Uh, you know, I should have whooped his ass. Um, but I didn't, right? And this stuff, this stuff got pent up in me, pent up in me. And it's like you're experiencing this stuff. And you don't really have anybody to talk to, right? Um, and it was crazy. And I felt like I just didn't have anybody to talk to. I felt very, very isolated out there. And, um, and, and people know people that know that went to that school, they know exactly who I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about, the actual incident. And it was crazy. Right. So, um, I remember I got on the phone with my mom one time and I'm like, yo, mom, I'm, I'm about to, uh, I'm about to get kicked out because, uh, this kid is, is talking this shit. You know what I mean? I'm about to, I'm about to tee off on him. So I'm calling you because look, you better do something. So she, she, she bang, 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 get on the phone, da, da, da. Um, and you know what I mean? They give the little white kid a slap on the wrist. Obviously they give him a little slap on the wrist. So that same year, that same semester, my very first semester, we talking about back in 2007, that first semester, my grandma dies, right? My grandma, punny, she died. And, uh, and, uh, you know what I mean? It was, it was, it was sad, right? It was sad, obviously. So I'm at school and this other kid, right? This other white kid, this is just, you know what I mean? It's, I'm in the fucking dorm room. I'm literally one of two, uh, black males in my entire grade. It was two of us in the entire grade. So it was like no black people, you know what I mean? Like very, very few black people. And, and we live in like in the, in the dorm. This is my first time away from home. I'm a, like, I'm 13 years old. I'm experiencing all this racism. Grandma just died. And, uh, I'm in the computer room one day and uh, I think we were picking on this kid. We might've been picking on him. He's like a little fucking computer nerd. 
We might have been picking on them. It was a few of us. We might have been something. You know what I mean? Kids. It was like kid shit, right? And um, this motherfucker told me to go fuck my grandmother. So then I, you know, at that point, I started whooping ass. You know what I mean? I've, I've been wanting to whoop some ass for a minute. I had been wanting to whoop some ass for a minute. And I said, well, this is it. <laughs> this is it. Motherfucker Michael Jackson, this is it, nigga. So I go ahead and whoop his ass. You know what I mean? As I'm whooping his ass, uh, the goddamn, um, the dorm parent walks in. She walks in. And you know what I mean? He's sitting on it on the ground. And I'm standing there like, fucking, I just got from this stomping this motherfucker. And... <laughs> And uh, she's like, what happened? He's like, he beat me up. I literally remember that's exactly what he said. He beat me up. And I'm like, oh, this is a bitch ass nigga. This nigga is a fucking snitch. Bitch ass motherfucker. So, so yeah. So then, so that's how that goes. So these motherfuckers, all right. So <laughs> this is literally first semester. So at that school, like fighting is like, nah, like that's like automatic expulsion, right? But before that, I had, I had, on record, I had on record that I was experiencing extreme racism. And uh, I think that's the reason they didn't kick me out because motherfuckers didn't want to get sued. You know what I'm saying? I was experiencing extreme racism. So, um, because really fighting is like, a is like you're done. Like, you, like you, you're done. Like, you're expelled. If you get into fight, you're done, right? So, uh, so we had to do something. It was called... Uh, it was called like a, a dean's counselor or some shit like that. You have to go in and it's like a big old, it's like a hearing and you got people that you got other students that are on the, on this like board and they kind of with other adults that are on the dean's count. It was something like that. I forgot what exactly it's called. And you know, they determine essentially what your punishment is. So I had a bunch of people that I was cool with that were on that board, you know, a, a, a Puerto Rican dude, Couple, couple black, uh, couple black girls that were on the board, and uh, they went to bat for me. You know what I'm saying? My homie, my homie Lazaro, he went to bat for me as well. Um, he was there when I was whooping the kids' ass, and um, you know what I mean? They went to bat for me, and they, they were a big reason why I didn't get kicked out, right? And uh, you know what I'm saying? I, <laughs> I'm in that bitch, right? And I'm like, listen, motherfucker says something about my grandma. Like, what you want me to do? They're like, oh, you're like you supposed to say you sorry, this and that, and uh, I'm like, yeah, nah, like motherfucker, like I mean, they didn't tell me in the moment I was supposed to say I'm sorry, but they literally, they literally gave me like the harshest punishment you can get, aside from getting kicked out. Like they put me on um, a, a a month of demerits, meaning like I had to go to all these detentions. I had to go to detention every single day. Saturday morning, I had to work. I had to go and like work in the fields and shit. Um, I had to fucking like go cl like clean up the campus and shit every Saturday morning, every Friday night when people are out like hanging out and like building bonds. Like this is literally my first semester when everybody's getting to know each other. I'm, I'm literally in detention. Like I was in detention for the first like month and a half of school. So, um, and then they put me on probation for the entire career. They said, okay, from this point forward, if you ever get in trouble for anything, it could be like small. You automatically get kicked out. I was on probation on some meat mill shit. Like niggas catch me willing in a bike. You're you're going to jail. Like that's 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 what it was. So the crazy part is the crazy part is they were like, yeah. Um, <laughs> the reason why we had to give you such a harsh punishment is because you didn't show any remorse, nigga. This motherfucker told me go fuck my 
grandmother that's passed away. You know what I mean? Like, you want me to show remorse? Like, are you crazy? And the and the dichotomy of that is the 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 white kid, the other white kid that was uh, spewing very hateful like racism, crazy racism, got the slap on the wrist. Nothing happened to this kid. Nothing happened to this kid, right? So that and and this is the absolute most liberal school that you can possibly think of, like hella hella liberal. So the reason why I say that, man, is because. I've personally experienced going to the quote unquote best of the best white schools. Long story short, this is the thing, the path to success through white institutions. This is what happens when you, when you just, when you just give your children away, you give your best product away to another factory and you think that they're going to manufacture and cultivate and, and refine that product and put out the best product It's not true. It's not true at all. You send your children away to these institutions. They actually experience extreme racism. They experience extreme racism, passive aggression, right? Like motherfuckers are talking about like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like the, like the little microaggressions that you experience on your job, uh, black people, you know what the hell I'm talking about in school, right? At these colleges. Um, I also went to Rutgers university. Uh, the, the racism there, it, it runs rampant. You know what I'm saying? And um, motherfuckers they try to say it don't, but listen, we, we can get into it. We can get into it in the comments. Let me know if it does or if, or if it doesn't, if you agree or if you disagree. And we can give up some examples and we can and we can really break it down because we have to get on code with this specific subject because this is the thing. You take your best and your brightest. And I don't just mean by intellect. I don't mean like book smarts. I mean, you take your football players. You take your best basketball players. You take your best uh, track athletes and you say, oh, if you want to have a good life because you can jump real high and run real fast and you can you can you can put that ball on who better than anybody else, which are fucking highly intellectual skills. Don't get it twisted. I'm not discounting um, like sports and, and how that reflects uh, high levels of intelligence because it does like you. You look at Kyrie Irving. He's a genius. You can watch him play basketball and you can be like, listen, that is a fucking genius. The way you can create uh create artwork essentially on the court the way he dribbles that's a genius level talent so you take genius level talent right you take the best of your best your best and your brightest and you send them to the other factory and the the factory by default if a factory has two products hey one is like my baby literally and one is like uh it's a, it's a, it's a, it's another child's baby. Literally it comes, it's another, it's a, it's a, it's a competitor. I got my own baby in this factory and I have a competitor's baby in this factory because that's what, that's what we're doing. We're competing for resources in this life. I'm a personally defect this child, if not consciously subconsciously, because a lot of white supremacy, a lot of it happens not on purpose. Motherfuckers, a lot of motherfuckers do it by accident and I'll give the benefit of the doubt. A lot of motherfuckers don't know that they racist, Right. But we know white privilege is a thing. Motherfuckers ain't giving up their white privilege. Come on now. You're not giving up your white privilege. So this is what I'm saying. In the time that we living in, in 2021, everything going on, like pre, um, pre-pandemic, like pre-pandemic, it was already a done deal. Like homeschooling was already the way to go. Um, like the shit that we see on TV, the shit that we see on these cartoons, the shit that we see... Um, 
uh, that they're teaching in the schools, it was already a done deal pre-pandemic. Now that this pandemic is on and popping, they are literally infringing upon your children's rights and your rights as a parent to decide whether your child gets that thing or not. They got your children in there masked the fuck up, looking crazy. Stop playing. Stop playing. No more passive parenting. I was listening to Andy Versella and uh, one of his latest episodes. It's like a two hour podcast. Um, I forgot what episode it was, but yo, the, the, the lady on there, she was, she's a lawyer and she was breaking it down. She was like, look, no more passive parenting. You got to get in the mix and you got to take your children out these schools, black people. We have to get codified around this subject and understand that, look, nobody is going to put out a better product than we are. And the problem is that we have in our, in our culture, in our society, in black society is we don't have any institutions. That's the problem. We don't have anywhere to send the babies. I know you got to go to work. I know you got to make a living. I know you can't watch this little, this little child. You can't watch a little, uh, little, uh, Kiki. You can't watch little Jamal. You can't watch them all. You can't watch little, uh, uh, Sekhmet all day. You got to go to work. You got to go get this money. You got, you got, you got to send them to school. You got to send them to daycare. But look, well, what's going on right now? You gonna have to come up with something at this point. Uh, black men, because I'm again, this podcast is specifically for black men. It's to the point now where if you don't got no kids, don't have none until you are in a, a economic and financial position to take years off and homeschool them babies. And until we can come up with some type of solution where we can have our own institutions and schools and, and, and raise uh, and, and produce the best product that we can. Because even before this whole pandemic and all the government mandates and the, 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 the infringement upon freedoms, this shit was already ass backwards. So. No more passive parenting. No more passive parenting. We have to get we have to get to a point where and I'm telling you right now, I got my, my son is 17 months and I got another boy on the way and they are not setting one foot in any white institution, any white school. They will not. They will not at all. No, they are getting 100 percent homeschooled and private black school if it suffices, if it, if it meets the standard. Okay. And uh, this is this is the important point. The first institution is the household. We have to understand that the first institution is the household. You are outsourcing the most important task in your life as a parent to another motherfucker. You you outsourcing your most important um, task, raising your children, educating your children, preparing your children to compete in society. You're outsourcing that to your enemy. Right. If we want to simplify it, if we want to simplify it. Right. If we want, if we if we talk in teams, if we talk in teams, because motherfuckers is talking teams out here. I don't know what the fuck y'all talking, but niggas is talking teams and niggas ain't talking team black. They talking team Chinese. They talking team uh, Korean. They talking team white. They talking team uh, Arabic or, or, or Arabian, whatever they like. Niggas is not talking team black. So this is the thing. As I finish up, 
as I finish up, I want to read this quote by Neely Fuller to help us get on code. This is very, very important. Okay, I got it right here on my computer. And, and, and this is important to understand going forward, right? There's there's three um, master teachers. I don't even know if I want to call them master teachers. There's three, um, let's just call them master teachers for now. Let, but there's there's three I- idea, um, uh, ideological um, modes of thought that black people need to get on code with. And they're broken down by three individuals that I will always cite in these podcasts. That's Neely Fuller Jr., that's Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, and that's um, Dr. Claude Anderson. Okay, Dr. Claude Anderson, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, and Neely Fuller Jr. And Neely Fuller says this: Neely Fuller says, "If you don't understand white supremacy, racism, what it is, and how it works." Everything else that you understand will only confuse you. And the reason why I'm talking about white supremacy and racism is because obviously, like, like Neely Fuller said, if you don't understand it, everything else will confuse you. It's infused in every aspect of our society, every single aspect, our education, our entertainment, uh, war, politics, uh, sex, religion, every single aspect, labor, law, every single aspect of society White supremacy racism is a thing, is a thing. Understand that, okay? So we have to understand that concept, okay? Once you come to that understanding, then it gets to the point where you have to, uh, you have to become codified and 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 really uh, shift the paradigm, shift the way you see the world to understand it. So just because we have this big pandemic, right? Uh, America is. Right now, America is under attack. Um, there, there's many ways to wage war, and it's not just fucking guns and, and missiles. Um, there's biological warfare. There's there's propaganda. Like we are under attack as America, and as Black Americans, one cool statistic: foundational Black Americans. Let me be clear: foundational Black Americans are a very, very special people. We have fought in every single war on behalf of this country since the founding of this country. Crispus Attucks was the first person to die uh, for America, right? For what America would be. Crispus Attucks is a black man, okay? We have fought in every single war on behalf of this country, right? Every single one, right? Even in the Civil War, when uh, Americans were fighting against Americans, we're the ones that fought on the side of the Union. We fought on every, even when the white people were seceding and they wanted to fucking uh, destroy their own country. We fought to keep the shit together. So we have fought against the Japanese. We have fought against, we've gone over to the Middle East and fought on behalf of this country. We fought in Vietnam on behalf of this country. We are the moral fiber of this country. And we will continue to fight for this country, but understand that within the fight to preserve this nation, within the fight to preserve this nation, you are still going to have to navigate the reality of white supremacy racism. And that's a fact. Okay. So I just want to end it on that quote. And one other thing I'll say this from Neely Fuller Jr. Since I had the page pulled up. The purpose, he says, the purpose for studying black history is not to find out how great you were. It is to find out what mistakes were made that got us into our current circumstances. Okay. So that's all. That's all I want to say. The path to success through white institutions is a backwards philosophy. Stop listening to these old niggas. 
that are telling you just to go to school and get good grades and vote Democrat. Stop listening to these old niggas. Um, Joe Biden has nothing for you, black people. They get he just signed a bill. Look it up for six billion dollars. And ain't signed and, and wrote no checks for reparations. Ain't wrote a check. Ain't flipped you a nickel. Come on now. Come on now, black people. Stop it. Stop it. Stop supporting these people that don't give a fuck about you. Stop sending your kids to these to these white institutions, right? That are not turning out the best product. And uh and listen, I can't tell you, and, and this is the thing. If if we do this, if we if we stop certain activities, that creates a void. So not only do we have to um, stop certain activities, we have to replace good activities as well. Okay, we have to replace that with good activities as well. We have to take the bullshit out and put in some good shit as well. Okay, it's like when you stop a stop a bad habit. If you stop smoking and you just hey just just quit cold turkey, you need to pick up another good habit to replace that. Something to fill that void because then you're just having that void and you're always going to have that pull. You need something, maybe breath work, exercise, I don't know, that's going to replace that habit. So, um, and that comes from a good book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. He teaches you all about how, how to get rid of negative habits, how to in place uh, great habits. It's a great book that you can list, uh, listen to on audio or you can read it. It's a great, great, great book. Highly recommend it. It's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. James Clear. Um, but if we're going to if we're going to uh, stop sending our children to these white institutions, understand that we're going to have to replace it with something productive. Right? They can't just sit home and do nothing all day. So, niggas, y'all gonna have to get up off your ass. We're gonna have to form coalitions, and somebody gonna have to be the teachers. Somebody gonna have to teach the babies. Right? We got all the resources in the world. All the resources in the world. If we put together all of our money as black Americans, if we put together all of our money as black Americans, I think we we fall within like the top 10 countries in terms of GDP. If we put together all of our money as black Americans, we try to act like, oh, we don't got no money. We broke. Listen, we got more money than a, a than a than many countries. We can we if we consider ourselves a country within a country. In terms of our GDP, in terms of our gross domestic product, the money that we be having that we, that goes through our hands, that we spend at the Gucci store, we are one of the largest countries in terms of GDP, in terms of money that touches our hands as black people. We are one of the largest countries, if we're looking at ourselves as a country, we are one of the largest countries in the world. And we talking about motherfucking... Uh, we can't come up with a solution. We got to get codified. That's what it comes down to. We got to get codified. So that's all I want to say. Y'all be easy. You already know what it is. Share this episode. 